0: of the unfaithfulness of Jerusalem. Now, Ezekiel's speaking to the exiles, but he's speaking about the rebellion of Jerusalem and what's going to happen to them. He basically has condemned them for unprecedented evil, evil that's worse than... Uh, somebody Evil that's worse than uh, even the even nation. And uh, so <laughs> what kind of judgment would that kind of evil demand? And that's 8 to 17, if somebody wants to read that.
1: Therefore, thus says the Lord God, behold, I am the eye against you, and I will execute judgment among you in the sight of the nations. And because of all your Therefore, fathers will eat their sons among you, and sons will eat their fathers. Father will execute judgment on you, and scatter all your remnants to every wind. So, as I live, it learns the Lord God, surely, because you have defiled my sanctuary with all your successful idols, and with all your abominations. Therefore, I will also withdraw, and my eye will have no pity, and I will not. One third of you will die by plague, and we can by pain among. One third will fall by sword around you, and one third I will scatter scat every wind, and I will unkeep the sword among you. Thus my anger will be spent and my wrath and I will be at peace. And they will know that I the Lord spoke my wheel, which I have spent when I have spent my The a warning and an octave for the nations that surround and you. When I execute judgments against you, anger, wrath, and rage, and I, the Lord, obey. When I sin against them, in the deadly arrows of famine, which will for the destruction of those whom I will send to destroy you, and I will also intens- intensify the famine upon you, great staff, great. Moreover, I will send upon you famine and wild beasts, and they will breed your children, plague.
0: That also through, on you. The it. All right, so he says in verse 8, I am against you. Now, you know, you expect the Lord to say, I am with you. He often does that. But here it's just the opposite. I'm against you. More than half of the times in the Old Testament that you have that statement, I am against you, are in Ezekiel. He has turned against his people. That really says it all. And he says, I will execute judgments among you in the sight of the nations. Jerusalem's punishment is not going to be a private affair. All the nations will witness what God is doing against his chosen people. And he's doing that because of all your abominations. Abomination uh, is it's just a, a, a word for about the worst evil you can imagine. That's an abomination. It's kind of an all-purpose word for something that's just despicable in the sight of God. 36% of the uses of abomination in the Old Testament are in the book of Ezekiel. Um, that, that, that just that describes the people of God. They're just, they've committed all kinds of abominations. So what does God do about that? He brings upon them the curses of covenant. I might suggest passages like Leviticus 26, when God made the covenant, he said, here are the punishments for disobeying the covenant. And you have things like this, the cannibalism of sons and fathers and things of that nature, horrible judgments, perhaps fulfilled literally in the siege of Jerusalem, when the people didn't have anything else, have anything else to eat. You may remember uh, a, a similar period earlier in Israel's history in Second Kings 6, when a woman asked the king to enforce the cannibalistic contract with her, uh, you know, companion. That they were going to eat one of their sons one day and the other one the next. Do you remember all that? Just horrible stuff that could occur when people got that hungry. Uh, he says, you know, because you've done all this. He says in verse, at the end of verse 11. I will withdraw. my, I will have no pity and I will not spare. <laughs> you know, when the Lord comes to the point where he has no pity. Whoa, there, there, that's, that's a bad situation. He says, so one-third of you will die by plague or be consumed by famine, one-third by the sword. This is really an allusion back to the hair situation. One-third he'll scatter the wind and unsheathe the sword behind them. And then his anger will be spent. This is, this is finally satisfying, the wrath of God. I mean, God's holy, uh, righteous standards demand that he punish wicked people like that. He he will not stand for. He cannot. His his righteousness and holiness will not permit him to tolerate this kind of of rebellion. It was really just as bad as you could possibly imagine. In uh, verse 14 and 15, you know, it will be a reproach, a reviling, a warning, an object of horror. Uh, Just uh, every shameful, wicked thing you can imagine. Uh, is, is, is going to occur, uh, for, to this nation. I mean, to the point where the people passing by are just, you know, making fun of Jerusalem for, for what a terrible example, uh, they are. And, uh, and Jerusalem will fall. God's going to send the arrows of famine and destruction and wild beasts and plague and bloodshed. And as he said, I, the Lord, have spoken. When the Lord speaks, that settles it. You remember uh, E.F. Hutton, when E.F. Hutton speaks, people listen or something, know, however that went. When the Lord speaks, whoa, I mean, that, that adds his signature on the bottom of this, this is the punishment that will come. So Ezekiel is being commissioned to say some very strong things to these exiles about their hope to go back to Jerusalem. Here's what's going to happen to Jerusalem. So much for that hope. Thoughts and He continues in this vein in chapter six. I mean, he's got a lot of things to say that are just not very pleasant. You know, he kind of sounds like a, a one track preacher. But but the sins of the people demand this kind of strong pe- preaching of God's judgment. He's the Warner, you know, he's he's the Watchman, and so he continues saying these things. Chapter six, verses one to seven.
1: Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, "Son of man." Set your face for the mountain.